Welcome. You are now tuned into the Textually Active Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a new, and when I say new, I mean new, episode of Textually Active. Textually Active. I'm your host, Rez, and I'm here to talk about all things about the digital age. We're talking about managing friendships, relationships, and all the ships in between. And I'm joined by uh, my lovely co-host, Meezy. That was wild because I thought like when you said new emphasis and then you said I'm the host and you like went on your spirit, I was like, niggas gonna think I'm not here no more. <laughs> like like, like this is just a new episode. Measy is gone. I mean, you know, everything new, you know. Something feel different. It, it's just like I don't I have not a, I have no idea what it is. The open media agency just feels a little a little I, different. I, something about I I don't know what it is, but something feels different. Right, today. I really can't tell. I'm I can't put my finger on it. I mean, if you listen to this, it's probably like a visual. You should probably see or go. Yeah, look you at. probably should just go look at what's going but on. I, something just feels. Do this today. table look different to you? Something something in something about where we at feel different. Your chair feel different. I I just don't understand. I don't, I'm not cool. I don't understand it yet. I don't know. I think we just gonna have to just go with the flow and see what happens. Niggas. It's 2021 and it is really like changing. I like, like it. Things are changing. Growth. It's growth. <laughs> Look better. 2021. Clarity. Chef's kiss. Um, we got a new president. I hate Chef's kiss. I just want that. I just want that to be known. <laughs> like, everything, everything about it, I just Chef's hate. kiss. We got a new president. Scallops that would they die for. We got a new president here. Yeah, so uh, E's on the boards too, guys. Just oh, so yeah. For you, but they knew that. Yeah, it's cool. If I mean, don't we don't even that, know if you want to be here or not half the time, but it's okay. Especially with the changes that, like, the other changes we're going to make. We're, yeah. We got to talk about that too. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get there when we get there. But this is your podcast about navigating the digital age while dealing with friendships, relationships, and all the ships in between. If this is your first time here, make sure you subscribe and follow. Um, we here. We here to talk if about you're it. watching this on your TVs or your YouTube, make sure you hit that like, that little thumbs up, and you subscribe over there because, you know, we do this every Tuesday. You know what? Hit that share button, too. Share button, too. Take that share button and send it to three of your close friends. Matter of fact, send it to the group chat because we know how y'all millennials get down. Exactly. We know y'all got a group chat that y'all share all y'all memes and all y'all funny stuff. Add Sexually Active to the rotation. Bust it up. So how you feeling today? What's, good, What's the good vibes? vibes? You know what I'm saying? I'm brightly colored today. You know the sun out? I've been wearing black for the last couple of episodes. It's been a little dark. Weather been a little dark. But today I decided, you know, switch it up. Add some energy, some good vibes. I almost wore a pastel vibes. color, but I was like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> Not today. Yeah, it's one of them days. I feel I feel pretty good, you know. I done entered the realm of uh, them, uh, smart nigga realm, you know. Bought a couple stocks today. <laughs> Clubhouse getting to you, huh? You know what I'm saying? Invested a little bit. Invested in my future. You know what I'm saying? You know how niggas go. Mm. Trying to run a bag up without having to leave the house. You know? I heard you. Heard you. You know what I'm saying? Doing some cool shit. I also, you know, did some nigga shit. Like, woke up at one o'clock. You know, same. You know me. Same OG. The vibes. You know what I'm saying? Listen, it's all about the incremental growth. You know what I'm saying? It's balance. 
Yeah. Balance. You never stray too far from what you know. I think we always expect that we're supposed to do, like, change is supposed to just happen, like, right then and there. Yeah. But that seed conversation that everybody has about planting a seed yeah. and actually letting it grow, as a plant mother, I now know that. <laughs> you you can't put a, a, a seed in the dirt and expect it to fully grow exactly. in one day. You literally right. have to put the time and the patience into it. Work. You got to work on yourself. And work. by putting in work every day, that's what you're doing. You're working on yourself, and I love to see it. You said every day nigga I'm, I'm talking I'm on a level of like once out the week <laughs> that's enough that's enough you only, you only gotta water your plant sometime once a week okay okay <laughs> now, now you dropping the gym I'm alright I'm maintaining I ain't gonna go too much into what's going on with me because you know the vibes you look nice though thank I'm, you I'm with you I'm trying not the vibe thank not the you. day I know it yeah it's the vibes ain't a couple things get on my nerves a yeah. little bit but you, you still, still I left it at the door you still upset by last week <laughs> That's all it is. You, huh? still, you still upset about last week? Yep, that's yeah. it. Just a little bit. Them girls ain't do what they were supposed to. Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah. It's always the girls. E, how you feeling? Shout out Doritos. I'm just hit. <laughs> Shout out to Doritos. <laughs> just no finding your way into the right place at the right time. <laughs> it's and, just and then wondering how you got there. It's just see you like you can see somebody's vibe, <laughs> and the fact that you're unable to check your vibe at the door and come in with a new energy because your your energy is literally transcending onto thousands of people. People feel that energy, and now you done messed up an experience that we were supposed to get two months ago. It feel like, and so, you come up here, you give us this drag so curses. Can, can we can we just dive into it? What are you talking about? I am discussing. <laughs> Disgusting. The verses that <laughs> did not happen. The verses that I left halfway through. The verses that I no longer cared about. You put the, you hung your baby fat coat back. I up. took my coat off. I retired it. I said, you know what, babe, what you want to do? Because this ain't it. Like I couldn't even drink a glass of wine to it. Like sad. It was bad. No. It was bad. But we're not here to talk about verses. E, how you doing? I'm good. I'm here. All right. I'm hey, just uh, yeah, feeling I'm just, empowered today. Yeah, a little bit. I like it. You know. Just trying, to, just trying to switch stuff up. Let's, mm-hmm. up, let's uplift our black kings switch and our black queens. Up. Protect yep. all of us. How about we just change that shit to protect black people? Like, let's not. You've really given all lives matter right now. Wow. But it's black people. I, I, I specified protect black people. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I black did. women are the one that need protection right now. Yeah, but. No, I don't. I, I, I see. I see her backing you into a corner. I see that. You see that? Because like, <laughs> all I could say, but yeah. and once you say but, it negates what. Yeah. 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 Any way further, you were you were yeah. going up that hill alone. Yeah. yeah you you give it all lives right all now, right. but it's okay. It's put, okay. I hear what you're trying to protect say. Protect black women, secure black men. Yes, I hear what you're trying to say. I definitely. I yeah. got you. Okay. Listen, I mean, we was going to do that anyway. Listen, I, I'm just. Who is this guy? Who is Weezy right here? Yeah. Niggas, niggas is different. A different we were, energy this year. We was going to do that anyway, but let's go ahead and jump into the discussion I'm that here for I brought to the table, that we brought to the table, that we all together collectively would like to speak on, and it is specifically the barriers that we are breaking as millennials to change the the narrative around tradition. Facts. You know, I feel like constantly millennials are just elevating to the next level. And this isn't a gas millennials up conversation, but I mean, because we won't do, do, do that anyway. You was going to do that anyway. <laughs> we, <laughs> you are a millennial too. Yeah. 
but just about the way that uh, millennials are constantly breaking barriers and trying to transition to different things, specifically around um, marriage, family di- um, dynamics, buying homes, careers, and uh, what we're doing to change history. You know, um, just as a generation, at first I specifically wanted to talk about the experience of being um, in school and tradition with school and all of those things, but I feel like we can just wrap it up in one large conversation. Yeah. So um, I just wanted to talk about the path that we take as millennials with all of those different categories, and I guess we can start with um, careers. Uh, I think uh, I think we've gotten to a point in our like lives as most millennials you know uh for the most part i think the millennial this millennial age of kids we're all about to be 30 we're all about to be close you know i got i got birthday a couple weeks later 20s early 30s yeah so i feel like uh we've all seen we seen a lot of shit i know we don't get credit for it (laughs) but we've had we've seen a lot of shit like you know what i'm saying we were we might not have paid attention to it but we seen it like uh, you know what I'm saying. We were part. We saw, in later high school, maybe early college years of the last recession that we really went through. So we understand that like life ups and downs and shit. Like I've I've seen my dad go from be a really good, well paid guy to not having shit to being real paid again, and I still I'm not sure he's happy. With his like job, right? And I feel like sometimes a lot of that shit is all what we're expecting. We we expect our thing that we do for money, the main thing that we do for money, to be something we also enjoy. And I think a lot of times we are taking, we are finding paths or taking paths that may not be linear because. Us, not only do we want the money, we also want peace and happiness. Yeah, so I think I think that's the thing. As a generation, we focus on the things that not only pay out good, but also feel good. Because right. we've learned that suffering to get to a greater cause is not necessary to get to what you want. Like, right. you shouldn't have to suffer to get rewards from certain things. And, yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. Everything is in a walk in the park. But you shouldn't have to endure a long period of suffering right. if you're working a job or if you're – um you know, just going to do something every day, even in marriages, you shouldn't be unhappy. Right. And I think that we've learned the value of happiness and how it plays on your health, um, your mental and all of the things, all of the factors in your life. Because ultimately, if you're not happy, that's going to be um, it's going to be reflected in everything that you do. Exactly. Like I, I like. So, you know, I quit, I just quit my job and I used to work at a company, a very successful company, you know, say one of the biggest manufacturers of tobacco in the, in the country, in the world. And I used to see like these, these older white men too, like, let's not get it twisted, like older white men, like work every single day. Mm-hmm. And when I say every single day, I mean seven days a week, roughly around 12 hours. So, you know, in a business, in a company like that, you make really good money doing that shit. But I've seen niggas go from, oh, you look very healthy to like maybe you sickly. You know what I'm saying? And I don't, I don't, I don't believe that the money is worth that. 
I don't believe the because I'm pretty sure you don't love because it's not what you love. This doing what you do is not what you love, but it also provides for your family, and I guess that is what you love. So that's why you do it. But I, I just, I don't, I don't want to see myself doing shit like that, which is one of the real reasons I quit my job. Like I saw how what I was doing was affecting the people around me. Like not only was I unhappy, but it was starting to make them unhappy. And so I had to, I had to like figure it out. Like, like the other day, um, you know, I I found a part time. I ain't even said that on the podcast. Is you know, twenty twenty one, we have, up. Yeah. Right? I said it. You know, I got a little part time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So listen, man. Like we keep at least three four. Bless up. You know what I'm saying? A little. We'll part- just keep one job. We keep about three four. You know what I'm saying? I got a little part time that you know hold me over, pay a little, pay a couple bills. You know, one or two here. And um, the other night I got. No, I we was at y'all house. We was chilling. We was at y'all house, and me, me and Jess left, and we went. We're on the way home. And we stopped for ice cream, and I was like, I don't understand. Like, I didn't understand how good it felt to leave y'all house and not have to do nothing, because I was so used to leaving somewhere to leaving either especially leaving somebody, at that time because you left at like nine exactly leaving somewhere to either go home and get ready for work or not going at all because i had to go to work i just want to give this man like just so beautiful <laughs> so it was like a it, it i i i don't think i've ever felt that kind of peace like in general you know what I'm saying? You know, new year, new building. We gotta, we gotta figure shit out. We're still learning how to navigate through these streets. Shit, well, you might scary. knock some shit over in your process right. of you know what I'm saying, living. And so it felt really cool. It felt weird at first, but then it felt great to be like, no, it's it's a Thursday. It's nine o'clock. I'm, I can stay up. And watch Ashanti and Keisha Cole not do a good job. Right. And laugh at all the memes oh, and man. all the jokes. You know what I'm saying? I can do this versus, you know, I'm either at work or asleep trying to go to work. And it felt good. And I think a lot of, I think that's where we at as, as, a, as a generation group. We want to do things that benefit us all the way around. Remember they try to call us like selfish for that? Like, what are you guys doing? Why I are mean, you guys just focusing on yourself? You can't get a job and quit your job. And you know, <clears throat> the main thing with those major corporations is that they have a hard time keeping us right. because we're not going to put up with the same stuff that the people before us put up with. But if you think about it, that's how they kind of presented it to us. But it's exactly. took for us to see the things that you saw with your father and his experience with working. And then also older people that you seen at work struggling through that, yeah, yeah. working their, their fingers to the damn bone every week, for day in and day out for Just a check. For a yeah. You know for a check that it gave them a life that they enjoyed. But I also, <clears throat> it looks like, and it's just me, in my opinion, it looks like you're not happy. But you can't enjoy it if you're constantly at work. Exactly. And I think as a generation, we we learned that and we decided to take different paths. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we all started off, a lot of us, especially getting out of high school. I know there are different ranges for millennials. And I feel like we're on the elder side now. In the middle. We're in the middle. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. in the middle. But... It's kind of like we all had that experience. Some of us were fortunate enough to go to college directly out of high school. Me and you, Meezy, we went to um, college. Yeah, I'm and saying, it ain't really. It, it didn't work out. It ain't really. 
It didn't work out the first time. Fancy my feathers, you know what I'm saying. And then I continued to be a non-traditional student, and then we have E, who had the traditional route as a college student, and it just makes me think about all the different paths there are to get to your destination. Yeah. And I feel like in previous generations, they just focused on one or two things. I mean, a lot of them niggas. A lot of them niggas didn't didn't go to college, and a lot of them niggas got really good jobs for that that era. Right. Which means as the error progressed, it paid better. Your cost of living goes up, so you get to live a little bit better. So then you see people, you know what I'm saying, that have been at their job 40, 50 years or, you know, 20 to 30 years of their job. And it looks like, oh, we live comfortably. But like, the reason why they had to stay in those jobs is because they only had that experience. Exactly. And eventually, in order to get into a equal position at a different company, you had to have something that went behind it. Right. And that was their only option. You know, I have 40 years at this company, right. but if I were to go somewhere else, I wouldn't be able to get far because I don't have that right. sheet of paper, that barrier that says, oh, she actually, you not stamped. Which is as um, would which say. is really like, I mean, I, this ain't really no, I mean, I guess it's a society talk, but it's really some, it really shows you how fucked up society is. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. Because it's really weird to figure out how an entry level job needs experience right because i mean if i've never had an entry level position where would i get the experience well the thing is that they expect you to have an internship most times the internships are unpaid or i mean now with us breaking those barriers we're kind of like saying nah like we literally cannot afford to do this shit for free like we cannot afford to be here all the time for free and th- that's just not realistic. Is nobody seeing the problem? Like how? Am I, <laughs> like so now I paid all this money, mind you, all this money to go to this great prestigious university to get this education that you say is going to help me open doors and make all this money in the future. However, once I get it, I still need a piece of experience. So I have to go through the internship while in college and then potentially get a job. Maybe because now y'all done added another notch. It's like, crazy. oh, yeah, it's cute. You got your that's bachelor's, true. but we need you to have a master's and five years of experience in order to get this position. It don't make sense. So. And not to add on the debt. I'm <laughs> I I'm on the other end of this See, because look. now I am running a business. And in some cases, I cannot afford to to pay interns. Right. Right. I mean, but I'm in a non uh, non-conventional type of thing and like right. and to be honest, <laughs> I'm kind of in a place where I can I hate to use the word exploit, but it's one of those things like I'm in a position, I'm in a in a in a role or a space that a lot of people want to get to because it's like I can have fun and get paid to do what I do. Exactly. So, but I mean, but I at least for me what I do is like I just set people up to say, "Hey, like I may not be able to pay you, but I can do this right in order to give you the same amount of value. Yeah. Something like that. You're so. still getting that piece of experience by being an intern. But right. what my main thing is like a lot of people can't afford. Right. To do I it mean, for you're, free you're asking you're asking broke people yeah. to go from being broke to doing something that is very you go. You're asking people from, from going from broke and doing a lot to doing something that I want to do and get paid for and do it for free. 
while I'm still broke. Yeah. Which is some shit that makes no sense because it's like, bro, like I I have a stress of I have stresses of life. Mm-hmm. Life is a very hard thing, especially when you don't have no money. Mm-hmm. So you asking me to put my personal things aside to investing something that's not, you know what I'm saying, that's not being paid for me. And don't get me wrong, I know there's a whole pe- a whole group of people listening and going, but it's the experience and the knowledge that you get and you progress after that. Yeah, but nigga, if I don't never get another shot, all I got is this experience that I got and uh, this this knowledge and experience that I got and I can't use it no more. Yeah, I definitely do think um, I I did have experience in internships and I did do a a internship or two for unpaid and then it eventually became paid. And I do understand the value in getting that experience because honestly, the schools, some schools are just giving you that knowledge and it's giving you the book knowledge. But actually going into the position and doing it is where you get the real experience like I spent a lot of time going to school um, to be an elementary school teacher but it wasn't until I actually got into the classroom where I realized oh this is what this is really like like the book says oh if you are if the kids get breakfast in the morning they come to class they're ready to learn you can teach this lesson teach this lesson teach this lesson but what they don't talk about is the kids that don't get food and the kids that come to school who are hungry and the kids that are unable to learn because of the trauma that they have going on at home and them interrupting your lesson here there there and there and there and then even realistically now they did like in school you're not going to get the experience of how to cope with corona like none of the teachers In this time, would I, I ever thought? Saw, I just saw a report from like uh, Charlotte Mecklenburg area that like a lot of the kids are failing the yeah. online, like the Zoom virtual learning shit. And it's like, bro, how do you expect for me to wake up every morning, get dressed, log on to my computer, and pay attention? From the comfort of my bedroom or living room. Like, nigga, no. And mind you, this is something that kids probably use for entertainment. So it ain't no yeah, entertainment. Nigga, I, you have a hard time controlling those kids in the classroom. So you expect a, some, a teacher that's not even in the room to control 20 to 30 kids who ain't even there. Like, nigga, no. I'm about to put this on. I'm surprised niggas ain't found a way to, like... Uh, do a backdrop of them. Oh, like, they have. No, they, <laughs> they have. They have. And like, just post it up. Like, she here. I am. I'm changing every day. Take a picture of your fit and post it, and just leave. Right. And then have your mic on when she asks you a question. You answer, and then you go back to playing the game. Like, I, I don't it's understand definitely a how challenge. you expect people to do that. But with school, it is a balance between. Um, intern and learning and then taking those skills and then getting a career but as millennials i feel like we've done a mixture of both and one thing we've mastered is taking different paths to get to each destination because like i said we all had different paths and we still ended up with some form of success and you know success can be achieving the things that we set out to achieve is not necessarily the amount of money like none of us in here are millionaires but we are successful in the sense that we are able to commit to to doing something and achieving that goal. Right. So I think that's one thing that uh, millennials have mastered as far as careers. And not only to to mention entrepreneurship, like we aren't stuck in the cookie cutter version of having uh, relying on somebody else to pay your bills monthly. Right. One thing we want to do is go out and get it. And we and see even that. even if they are. 
Hey, we using the money y'all giving us. We finna go do some other shit. Right. Or we're using that money and we're putting it back into our communities because exactly. we learned the value behind that. So I definitely applaud millennials for breaking barriers in the career uh standpoint. Aspect, yeah, yep, in that aspect. Them niggas we we going crazy. Like it's it's a lot of a it's a, just a lot of people who have taken the traditional way of you know wake up every morning I go to a job and come home and try to be a, a family person. No, we they've broken the mold. You know we've had a couple guests. Shout out uh, Low Millie. Shout out a Rich Book. Like we've had people who are like no, what I do, what I do just funds everything else that I love. Right, and that's how it's gonna be. Because this is how I want it to be. And I appreciate people like that. And also while we're here with millennials and career, shout out to black women. Shout out to us for them making the standard. Oh, you got to get a bachelor's and us going out and getting PhDs and being the highest educated group in this country. And also the highest amount of entrepreneurs in this country because black women, we just do it all. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We just going to do it all. Yeah, so outside of career, let's get into the fun stuff. You know, the fun stuff. The things that we're constantly dealing with and how we're navigating the whole ball around family dynamics. Because you'll hear different arguments. You'll hear them saying... Dynamics. Dynamics. (laughs) Dynamics. So how we're creating families. And, you know, in order to create a family, you have to date, you know? (laughs) (laughs) some people will argue millennials aren't getting married millennials aren't buying houses millennials aren't having kids it's only a few shows that you can name right now the dating situation i mean what's what's going on i mean i feel like i've seen a lot of people do all of these things that you spoke of that they say we don't do right independently like i know a bunch of like in my head i think of like Women who don't have any of those things, but they own homes or own businesses and do all of these things without a family dynamic and are very successful. So I think the necessary, like, I, I, all right, should I be, I'm going to pick me. I'm going to pick me right quick. (laughs) Okay. I play some of the blame on the male aspect of society because this is, you're now asking a group of people who've never seen or understood what a family dynamic was to do something and understand it and perfect it and succeed in it. So don't get me wrong. Like, I, I think I said this the other day, or I think I said this last week, uh, you're asking, uh, you're asking men that have, uh, that's never seen shit to do something and appreciate that and because you ain't shit like because he ain't shit it is his fault because he wasn't ready to be what you wanted him to be at the time that you had him oh so we're going there you know what i'm saying so <laughs> like you know what i'm saying you're like placing this onus on somebody who you know what i'm saying lacks the uh emotion lacks the emotional or lacks the uh you know what i'm saying like the capabilities to understand these concepts I think they always say this, and it's the difference between um, men and women, and we're definitely talking from a cis-hetero situation, but women 
one thing about us, we are going to continue to push forward. And we're a majority of us, because some of y'all, y'all, y'all don't be pushing forward and y'all still be hung up on that man. But we realize that it's okay to keep going and buy your house, buy your car without having a man in place. And we also realize that you don't have to have one man while you're out there dating, right. which was something that a lot of women spent a lot of time thinking. There are still some women out there that believe that you can only date one man at a time. Right. No girl, you can test different pools while you're out there. You don't have to just stick to one. Yeah. So once we realize, okay, I don't need a man to buy a house. Oh, right. I also don't need a man to uh, validate my feelings and me being beauty, right. beautiful. I can just go ahead and keep, living my life the way I want to. And in some cases, you probably don't need a man to have a kid. I mean, get yourself a baby. I mean, I know this conversation that we're having is based upon, you know, tradition and breaking tradition, but I don't think that millennials are breaking tradition. I think millennials are fighting their traumas. Mm. So I think what happens is that we are, we come from broken homes. Mm. I'll say it. I'll be transparent. I'll be vulnerable. Whatever that, whatever the phrase is. I've envied my sister, who is uh, seven months younger than me, because she grew up in a two-parent household. Right. So because of that, I've always told myself I would never want to have a kid without being with a mother. And in all of my life, or 29 to 30 years of living, Jazz has been the only one that I felt like the time is right to do all of these things with. Mm -hmm. Even though in my 20s, I thought these were the times that I was ready to do this. And I never was. It was just a concept that I thought was what was supposed to happen. It's just certain things about life, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, those are like some of my traumas. I know. I'm sure there's, you know... I know we always make the the joke of you know the the black the black women and their mamas have this this beef, and I feel like a lot of millennials that don't have that ain't looking to have children or having it is because they don't they want to be a better mama than the mama that they had. Dang, you hit the nail on the head with that one. That's you know, true. Like, I feel like we do spend a lot of time not specifically fighting tradition, but fighting trauma. Yeah. And a lot of people, a lot of the millennial parents that I see, they say, I don't want my child to go through the same thing that I went through. Exactly. My child didn't have a parent or a father who was able to show emotion and love. So therefore I'm going to find me a man who knows how to express love. That way my daughter doesn't have to go without that. Exactly. And uh, same thing with millennial men. They're taking the time to find somebody that is uh, worthy of being a mother. That way they don't have to go through the same trauma that they went through with their mother. And it's just like, you have to be willing to break those curses. It has to end with you. It has to end with somebody, especially when you talk about family and those dynamics, because I mean, why we we have all these resources we have things that we have social media which a lot of people like to downplay and say that it's not a good tool and people need to log off because it can be abused there are different uh way different 
I guess neighborhoods on social media, different segments on social media. You could be in the hood. You could be in the informational section. You could learn something. But social media and media in general has opened up that there isn't just one set standard for a family or one set standard. And maybe the way that I was raised isn't the way that I was supposed to be raised. Or maybe the way that I was receiving love wasn't the way that I necessarily needed to feel it. And yeah, I think we just we've gotten to a point where we are all a lot more open than the Definitely. generations or the people before us ever were. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, a uh, we've gotten to a point where it is okay to, you know, call out somebody on their misogyny. Yeah. It's okay to, you know, accept somebody because of their sexual orientation or their preference. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us grew up where, like we, a lot of us grew up in an era where yes, we have a gay uncle, but we just don't talk about it. You know what I'm saying? We don't acknowledge that he's gay. We don't say nothing. That's just his friend. They live together. They do everything. That or the look. gay auntie. You know what I'm saying? Like they, that's just their friend. You know what I'm saying? And we don't acknowledge it. But now we live in a time where it's like the traumas that I dealt with growing up. I don't have to no more. Like, I don't have to, like, I love, everybody knows I love my dad to death. Yeah. I love my dad to death. But I do think there was a time in my early teens where I wished he was around more. Yeah. Because then I feel like it would have gave me the tools that I needed to succeed in life. And I don't ever want to, you know what I'm saying? I come, I'm, I'm dating a girl who comes from a very, very traditional family like yeah they call it the nuclear family like they still call each other every sunday <laughs> to talk to each other at any given moment mm-hmm. they probably i've seen them talk at least twice a day one time yeah life. and you see those things and you're like oh that's a norm so <laughs> i'm supposed to be dating somebody yeah. who expects shit like that and i have no idea what that's like right but the thing is that you're willing to learn I have no choice. Yeah. Because I want to be this better person with this person. Yeah. So it's one of those things. It's definitely, um, especially when it relates to like having kids and starting a family, it's, it takes some millennials because I feel like there are different segments for millennials and parents. You have the people who are like, fuck those kids. And there are layers to why people say fuck them kids. It can deal, it could have to deal with trauma. It could have to deal with you just enjoy the freedom. Um, you just can't see yourself settling down or you have certain standards that aren't being met for you to have kids. Yeah. Then you have the I want to be established group of people, millennials who are not having kids because they don't feel like they're in a level. The argument to that is, oh, you'll never be ready. But no, there are certain things I need to have in place in order for me to well, have it, a kid. It's because it deals with your insecurities about how you feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. Because I don't... I. I I just realized because I have a girlfriend, I haven't had to eat a frozen pizza in a really long time. If I didn't have this girlfriend. Frozen pizzas are kind of fire, though. Like, they're absolutely fire. If I live by myself. Every day. I probably should. I would eat this all the time. You know what I'm saying? So you expect for me to bring a child into a, a situation that I'm not mature enough to to handle and you telling me that stuff like this matures you. Like, no, I've I I haven't seen it. I don't understand it. Uh most of my friends don't they fathers, but I, I a lot of them ain't, you know, dare with their kid all the time or they not 
as in home. They not with their baby mamas and shit. So it ain't like nowhere you turn to learn this shit. Yeah. It's just it's something you deal with as you grow. And I'm like, bro. It's no manual for being a no parent. Manual for, I can't do I couldn't do this shit now, nigga. I just spent I just spent forty five dollars on fashion over men because I'm going on vacation for fits. <laughs> and I spent the entire quarantine buying clothes that's in the closet I ain't never wore. The shirt I got on now, I just pulled out of the closet that's been in the closet for fucking two years. And I just pulled this and popped the tag on it. Right. You know, like, this is where my thought process is. Not little Timmy who need football practice gear and physicals and shit like this. So a sense, I do get the argument that you'll never be ready. I think um, if you were to wait for when you'd be ready, you probably would never have a kid because it's always going to be something that you definitely want to improve. But there are some things that you can change when the child comes into the world or some things that you won't even think about. Like, you don't really know what it takes to be a parent until you're actually a parent. So you can say, I want to prepare, prepare, prepare. Right. But you really won't be prepared or be ready to prepare until that that baby is actually here. So I understand that argument. Um, and then the third one is because we talked about, you know, people who say fuck those kids, people who want to be established. And then we have that. I don't want to be an old parent stereotype. And it's kind of like, yeah, I get it. You had your baby when you were young so that you can spend your 40s um, on a cruise. But <laughs> you, you'll get there, baby. Yeah. So I just think there are different variations of parents and millennial parents. And we all just have to figure out what it is. That will lead us down the path of having kids or not having kids. But I'm afraid, bro. I yeah, I definitely agree. <laughs> like I just like I just like Jazz has been watching this whole year. She's been watching Team Mom and like over the seasons. I think they on like ten. I think it's still going. Like most of the girls on there had a baby, you know, in their early like sixteen and sixteen and nineteen. And you know damn well they wasn't ready to be no parent. But now, in you know the later years, they. You know, 29, 28, 30, but on a third kid, mm-hmm. right? Only one of them has graduated from college on that show. Uh, one of them has a child with a disability. You know what I'm saying? A couple of them been divorced. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm looking at the struggles of day life thinking, I think my shit bad now. Like, without any of these layers and they, like, dealing with this shit, I mean, Thank God for MTV and that check. But, like, I couldn't imagine what it would be like to be struggling like that. Right, at that age. Especially because I think I'm struggling just slightly less than that without the responsibility. Right, it's it's another layer. I'm of the belief that, you know, get it out while you can. Because it's not like you could send it back. You can't send the baby back. You know, so I will like get get your fun out now. Like, I don't know, it kind of feels a little toxic. Like that, <laughs> I so mean, I because know. yeah, I don't think you could send a baby back, there's no return label for that. So, I'm of the belief that I don't want to be an old parent. It's kind of like, girl, shut up, <laughs> you're gonna be an old parent. No, you I would just, hope to be an old parent, yeah, because you know, I got and then old. I'm also of the belief that, and this is like third eye woke red speaking i want to keep my family's tradition going Mm. in a sense where if i don't have a baby my sister probably won't have a baby and then my family line is like done like i would love to leave a legacy behind but i can't leave a legacy behind to a dog you know like 
dog dog res and res ea made a dog and now made the dog, a dog <laughs> a wild now the dog wow. is left to carry on our legacy and i also i want to have a black ass family like and i want to carry on the black tradition the black line like i just want everything to be black why just just because i feel like we don't i ain't want this conversation to go here but as a culture like we have to keep that traditional tradition going as us being two people who are in a relationship with black people like i want to keep that going i want to keep black alive and a lot of people are having babies by other races and all this other stuff but i am in love with black and i want to continue black so in order to do that i have to procreate black and in order to do that I have to make a baby. So that's how I look at it. I just want to, I want to keep black alive. Man. It's just like, I, I just want to keep black alive. <laughs> I want to keep black, like I would hate. And I see stuff and, um, you know, they'll say, Oh, uh, more mixed children are coming or people are having more yeah. mixed babies and all this stuff. And I want black to be like, but I, 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 I just, just want to be black. I only ask that because I want to keep know, black going. We do this as a, this is a three headed monster. Black on black. None of us come from that traditional like household like you are probably the closest one because you live with your dad your dad find a wife and now you have a, a mom figure in the house you have a stepmom right like me and e like e his mom and dad they broke up you know what I'm separated, saying? Yeah. so they separated they were they weren't together my mom and dad were never together and my dad started a whole new family somewhere else and so and that i can't i mean that's a different that's a different mold for me because like that didn't happen for my parents. See what I'm saying? And so now we all, for some odd reason, feel like that if we create this nuclear family, that not only are, like, not only do we think with a nuclear better, we think we're okay as people right now as it stands. Yeah, but we I'd, be also, happy, I'd be completely happier right now. But we also believe that if we do this, somebody will be better than us. It's gonna, it gives us the opportunity to take and create something that could potentially be better and carry on our family name. Right. Because we're not gonna be here forever. Everybody has to die someday, unfortunately. I know it sucks. Oh no. But Jesus Christ. We we have like what's gonna be left when we go? What is gonna be our impact on this world when we go? And without a child, like it's kinda like uh, it's just fun. To it's see. easy. It's easy to say fuck these kids. It's just wild to just think of like people that don't come from those dynamics still hope to those dynamics because I think part of it plays on. I saw how that worked for somebody else, and I would just love to give that to somebody else. Right. I mean, there are fun aspects of kids. I, when you think about it, like being able to relive, we love nostalgia. That's a word that always fucks me up, but nostalgia. <laughs> Nostalgia. We love that shit, right? right? So, um, so you don't say Asia. It's n- nostalgia. Nostalgia. Yeah. Oh, you are saying the I and the A. Yeah. yeah. So we love nostalgia, and we would be able to relive that with. You remember all the moments where your parents were like, "Oh, I used to go to this park, or we used to watch this movie when we were kids." You get to relive that. 
Along with getting pooped on and vomited on and having to drop everything for one person for the rest of your life, um, you know, it's benefits to it. So I think that millennials are fighting trauma in order to get past to that next barrier of creating a family and getting married and having kids and buying homes. Um, I think me personally, I have to get over my trauma behind um, my parents in order for me to get to that next step. But the good thing is as a generation, we are working on healing that most of us um, to get to that next level. So that's, that's what I have on that. Which I love. Mm-hmm. I love that we're, we're open. We're finally open. Not a lot of us, but you know, a good percentage of us already like to fix what's what we believe is wrong with us. And I fuck with y'all for that. I do. Yeah, I think we got finally got to a point where, um, where, Everyone's just not hating. It's it might be us. Like yeah, it, and it's just like it is. Says, it's like internally, and we're just like it is. Oh, like I am a piece of shit. And we also trying not. And we also not trying to blame no more. Like I know a lot of people say, you know, what I'm saying I for one in my heart do it all the time. Like I have shitty handwriting, and I always blame it because my mom made me be a right handed person. Oh, she never wanted me to be a left handed person. And so, like, when I would pick up a pencil... Are you naturally left-handed? Not anymore, but I was <laughs> before she made me pick up a pencil and learn to use my right hand. That's fair. But, okay, so things that we learn... That's what, like, I'm, I'm really, I really can't recognize this place today. <laughs> it's so different. There, there, there's so much stuff going on here. Like, so, so, like, when I say I believe the reason I have shitty handwriting is because I was forced to... It didn't come natural to me as most people. It did. Like I had to, I was taught to write with my right hand, but I was never taught to do anything with my left. But I mean, the, the, the good side about it is that, I mean, you didn't have to like excessively wash your hands because you got pencil shavings and pen. I mean, I feel under your, under your left hand. But I feel like, you know, at 30 that those are the parts of life you take because it's, Normal, like you know, what I mean? like I would, yeah, yeah, like I, I, it's trauma, bro. I got picked on because I have shitty chicken handwriting, and it caused me a lot of grief when you mm. get selected in the fourth grade to be the guy that writes a letter to Santa, and she keep the teacher keeps telling you, "Hey, we've got to get this looking nice and presentable, and if you can't do it, we're gonna have to pick somebody else." <laughs> True story that happened. That is so sad. <laughs> Who is that teacher? Uh, she was a bitch. I mean, oh man, she was a bitch. Dang, but lady. it it definitely, like you said, we're we're not blaming. That wasn't even a microaggression. That was a like a, a straight up aggression. That was like a mega aggression. But we're not. Uh, we're taking accountability. That's the buzzword. We're taking accountability for the things that happened to us. The year of the cliche, and also uh, making a change with those things. So fuck with it. You know, that's what it's all about. So let's go ahead and take a break and we'll be back with our final thoughts. All right. So we're back. So as far as final thoughts, I wanted to wrap it up, carrying on the tradition of the episode. Um, What are some things like we all left off on the conversation saying that we would potentially be open to having kids? With your children in Dayton, what are some traditions that you would keep alive or what are some things that you would uh, push on to them to be open about? I mean, as far as like dating and meeting people and being out in the world. My biggest thing that I would stress is not just kids, like people in in general is to uh, live. 
Like don't let Like I keep saying trauma But don't let your traumas deter you Like if you If you grew up Like you know what I'm saying Your mom was all the time Man here man there I don't think that should deter you For trying to figure out how you would like to live So if that meant you having to You know casually date a lot Or often or do whatever that is You free to do It's you your body you do what you want to if that's how you feel or if you believe, you know, I'm not I'm not that type to do something like that. I am find a man, get married, live life. If that's you, do what works for you. Like I wouldn't be upset if I had a daughter and she grew up to be Laurie Harvey. Mm. Like I feel like Laurie Harvey is one of the people who is living her life to the best of our abilities. Like we don't even hear Laurie talk. Lori don't address none of the rumors. She said wow a little bit. She <laughs> she don't address none of the rumors. All you ever see is see Lori. That's all you ever see. Like you see Lori doing what Lori wants to do. Mm-hmm. We don't know. You don't know what Lori does for a career. What she does to make money. We just assume her dad's famous. Her mom they they got money. You know what I'm saying? That's what's funny. But I'm pretty sure Lori has her own bag, and it comes because Lori has made this a thing of you will see me. Be great. Right. She's putting it out there. So I wouldn't be mad. I just I just want people to live their life and don't think, you know, because of what happened to you in life. Even now, like whatever happened to me now, I think I could get past that to live better. I it just takes some work. So, you know, do what works for you while working on you. I uh, think um what were you gonna say, babe? I just think for me is uh uh basically kind of like challenging everything. Right. Like in terms of not saying like not being like a contrarian, but like on a thing of like, well, why can't something happen? Facts. Right. Because I feel like um, there was always and it's not saying it for my parents or for anybody, like, but I feel like I've grown up in situations where dimming your star made more sense for people. Right. right. And, then you know, it's never it's never cool to like be the smart person or to be forward thinking or whatever. So it's just like. Just like, just challenge it. You know what I'm saying? Like, challenge the norms. Like, if you kind of had to say, like, if I had a Jaden Smith, I'd be okay. Yeah, Jaden is one of them ones. Yeah, I I agree. I definitely think in in the the realm of like being a parent and everything, I think it's important to allow your your child to have that creative flexibility to be able to try different things. And I'm definitely of the belief the only way you're going to learn what you like is by trying multiple things. Right. Um, I'm a I'm a child of that. I was able to try multiple different careers to see what I liked. I was able to try different arts and crafts to see what I like. Like, do I like playing volleyball? Do I like dancing? Right. Yeah, clearly I don't like dancing. <laughs> but... Like just like figuring to, out like, what like, I like. You like to try dancing. I like to. I like to try. It. I mean, your pop smoke kind of cool. You thank you. Do, you. Your leg be up and it shape real. I yeah, like thank you. And I, I, I believe in trying different people too. So be open about dating. Be open about trying different things, different activities until you find what you like. Yeah, and I'm all behind supporting it. I've spent a couple nights in a in a chat in a chat room, the little room house. With the clubs and shit, and it's older niggas in there getting being very nasty. Yeah, so nasty. If that's nasty. So if you know you feel like you know you still out here and want to get your freak on out here, it, it's okay. It's nothing wrong with it's that. No, either. nobody is judging them for it. And they some, and they're prominent. 
successful people in there being nasty. So, you know, do your thing. I think one thing uh, millennials, what we really open the door to is that there's no path. Hey, (laughs) newsflash, there's no path. Nothing's really taboo anymore. There's no tradition. Anything could happen. Look who was president for the last four years. Anything could happen. And I think we're of the belief, like, there is no walls. Like, what the Blue Ivy say? I've never seen a ceiling in my whole entire life. Like that's 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 the that's the belief right there. That was a that was a fire bar. Yeah, which was a lie because yeah, you can look up. Yeah. Girl, stop! That's not but what she like, meant. But I'm just saying. It's a figure of speech, though. It was just one of those like, damn, like you know, like that's, that's a good like, one. <laughs> like her her freestyle just called me poor. Dang, she got bars. But yeah, you know, just allowing everybody to express themselves and. Everybody say they won't be the cool parent, but I actually believe that we will be the cool parent. And you're not too old. I don't, I just want to just say that like you're not. you're not too old. You're not fucking old. Like I'm about to reinvent myself in a little bit too. Exactly. You're not too old. I don't care if you're 50 and you fucking 50 and want to start a food truck. Go for it. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you're 50 and listening to this, listening to this, and you want to get your freak on, we got a playlist for that. Ooh. Cause fifty ain't too old to to listen to the baby maker playlist. You already know the vibes. You are now tuned in to WMEZ. This week we have uh, a joint by Hale H A L E, and this is called uh, <laughs> Gentle here on WMEZ. Textually active. That was your baby maker for the week this week. That was Hale, H-A-L-E. That was called Gentle. Uh, if you like that joint, it has been added to your baby maker playlist. So be sure to go to your favorite DSP title, Spotify, or Apple Music. Uh, type in Textually Active Podcast, and you too can be gentle with somebody with the W-M-E-Z. Textually Active. All right, guys. So take your memes off. All right, where are you meme at? Do you have a meme for this? Oh, week? I'm ready. Okay, he was so, all show for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So I'm 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 borrowing somebody's uh, meme, so I'm gonna give him credit at the end. But you know, I was looking at the uh, at the verses, right? And I kind of looked at certain stuff. Like I kind of always giving Ashanti a hard time, right? But at one point, I was like, you know what? Like she's really doing her thing, and I realized that you know her vocals were coming in real strong. So she must have still been warmed up after being under the inauguration stage. 
Oh my gosh, because J Lo. I see the vibes. That's how you do. And shout out to at Tori Nix who that was fire. <laughs> when I, I like I stopped and I I actually fell out that day. That is hilarious. Measy, what you got? Uh it's I just I don't know. I'm gonna use it because I laughed at it a little bit just now. Uh you realize we still in January, which means we still in winter. Snowstorms lose a little bit of their magic when you already been in the house for nine months. <laughs> Yo, we're, we used to get so excited about snow uh, storms so we could sit in the house. Now we work from home, so it's like it don't matter if it's snow or not. I'm still gonna be. It's still technically a white Christmas because you know everybody's uh, walls are like off white anyway. Right? Okay. All right. So mine is uh, the fact that Noah let a bed bug on the ark is still not sitting well with me. Hey, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> hey, that's fucking hilarious. Fucking because I've been bug. trying to figure out. You caught two of everything. Two bed bugs, right. dog. Two bed bugs. There was roaches. Two, ro- two roaches. Come on now, bro. Rats. You know they took over that that ark. Skunks and pot. Like, yeah, come I'm on, just, dog. I'm just For real. To, that's crazy. Two bed bugs. That's crazy. Right. I understand following orders, but damn. God, that's a lot. That's crazy. <laughs> hey, we also. All right, I need to go get in there. That's another. Uh, but I'm just going to say anybody ever noticed that Jesus was born before BC? Hey, listen. <laughs> we got to have a conversation about religion. <laughs> But first, I got to sit down and really get get into the like, Bible uh, back front to back. I really got to like, get into it. Like Jesus was born before Christ. Yeah, I just, I mean, it's just a lot of things. But like we said, you know, that was back then. You know, we wasn't living in them times, so we don't know. Not no more. You know, and you know, with stories, you know, you know how niggas get with stories and telephones. You so know how I, telephone work nowadays. So I'm, so. Just, I'm going to. Interject here. I think a few stories might have got a little bit of hyperbole in there, a little bit, just a little hyperbole. A little bit. You can say hyperbole, but nostalgia. Nostalgia is because of the way that it's written. It (laughs) looks like it's Gia. Nostalgia. I see it. You you see you feel me? Nostalgia. I ain't gonna disrespect you. Nostalgia. (laughs) Anywho, especially um, still be fucking me up because I keep remembering it's got special in the middle. Pacific. Pacific. Definitely. It's, it's certain words that catch you. Anyway, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Textually Active. We appreciate you. Uh, make sure you subscribe, like, and comment. This was your first time listening. Make sure you come back next Tuesday. We drop episodes every Tuesday at 6 a.m. And we're also available um, to be seen on YouTube. You guys can check us out on YouTube, you know? So, uh Tune in. Don't be afraid to to leave a comment, subscribe, like, comment, because we talk back. You know, you feel me? You can see us on all your favorite social medias too. So whichever one you frequent the most, you know, it's a little it's a little textually active over there. I like Instagram. I'm a Twitter guy. Instagram textually active pod, Twitter textually act pod, and Facebook at textually active pod. And I think we got a TikTok. Somebody told me that the other day. We do got a TikTok. Ain't nothing on here. <laughs> you trying to do the busted challenge on there? No, okay. I'm not. I can do one. I don't got good knees. I actually have footage of our first TikTok. I'll show you. Show it. It's not shared. Anyway, uh, see you guys next week. Bye. <laughs> Measy out. Thank you for listening to the Textually Active Podcast. This podcast is a full-service production from the Open Media Lab. Be sure to check in every Textual Tuesday along with following them on all social media at Textually Active Pod. Textually Active is a part of the Open Media Network.